If you're always on the go like myself and don't have time to sit down and read, Audible.com is a great source to be able to catch up on the latest bestsellers. Listen to it while on the road or at the gym. Audible.com is a leading provider of premium digital audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Audible carries Audible books in every genre imaginable business, classics, history, self development, just to name a few. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30 day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash replay and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Currently, I am listening to the classic One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, Black Fish, Blue Fish, Old Fish, New Fish. Okay, that's、This、genius. Go to audible.com slash replay. That's audible.com slash replay and get started today. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about digital distribution and this changing music marketplace. But let's start where it really matters, which is with the music. I mean, the Grammys were last weekend, and Universal Music swept four, all, all four top awards, right? Best artist, best album. How did that happen? I mean, I think it's an extension of your philosophy at Universal Music, so talk about it.、Um, it's about our investment in. In music and in, in, in new talent.、Uh, it gave us great pleasure after the, the acquisition of EMI to, you know, I said that I would revitalize Capitol Records、mm-hmm. and, and the Tower, and we did. Right. I mean,、uh, in your investment was coming at a time when the industry is in decline. I mean, people must have thought you were crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, but、um, in terms of everything that we are doing as an industry and also as a company to bring. The industry back to growth and to health.、Um, we, we invest in, in, in artists. You know, everything we do is basically the philosophy of an entrepreneurial startup.、Mm-hmm. We're looking at talent,、uh, we're backing them,、uh, we're distributing them.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really what the culmination、um, of the Grammys was last week. But forget what the, just the performances were within the segments of the TV show. We,、um, You know, to bring Sam Smith from the UK as a British artist into America and,、uh, and have him、um, uh, with a sort of not only the outstanding commercial success and sales, but, but in terms of what he did to, 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 to reaffirm and confirm、mm-hmm. uh, the ethos of what a creative music company is and where we are、uh, in content and, and, and how we invest in IP. And we bring back brands, and, and that's one of the great pleasures of,、uh, of what Capital is.、Uh, the Hollywood Tower, where it is a famous national and specifically Californian icon.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, he did win four Grammys. He was, no one had heard of him a year ago.、Uh, they all had also signed Beck,、mm-hmm. uh, who won uh, uh, two great awards as well, Album of the Year, et cetera, et cetera, from nowhere. He'd been signed elsewhere. Uh, and had been quiet in his career. They backed him again. And、uh, this is the beauty of,、uh, of entertainment, it's the beauty of showbiz.、Mm-hmm. And it's why we're so proud, all of us、uh, in the company. You know, it's a company basically run uh, 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 by creative executives. 
and uh, uh, that's what I believe in. We have the backing of our shareholder to believe in that, and that's why we're uh, so excited about how the industry is going through this transition period that it is mm -hmm. with music and new artists and heritage artists and legacy artists is all part of it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that transition. I mean, when you, when you took the helm of Universal Music, it, it had been in a 10-year period of decline, and you made a few decisions that are really telling about your strategy moving forward. Uh, you took the label and moved it to California so that you could be closer to the technology industry that you think is uh, critical to sort of the future success of um, of your business. So it's been four years. I mean, what are, where are you seeing the greatest promise? And then we'll drill into um, the specifics here. Um, <clears throat> the industry's been through three, three parts of the transition in the last decade or so. Probably longer than, than, than a decade. It's probably 12 or 15 years. And, and uh, we were the first content industry, as we all know, to really be hit by piracy. Um, and it was, it, it was uh, something that, that hadn't been prepared for. So we saw this huge decline in revenues throughout the industry. Lots of piracy, lots of file sharing. Um, and over the period of, of probably the last three, four, five years, uh, we've done everything that we can within, within our company to put businesses and where we can entrepreneurs uh, and effectively technical start technological startups at the forefront of actually trying to capture the value from our investments. So really I see it as a sort of a three-part journey. Uh, when we, uh, let's say the, uh, in 2000, 2001, we were generating naught from digital delivery. Mm -hmm. uh, today, uh, we are monetizing and we're capturing through a variety of different uh, offers. We're, we're, we're capturing digital income. And the third phase that we're about to go in, and I'm, that's why I'm particularly optimistic and, and excited over a period of, of the next five years, let's say, is that we go into the third phase, which is really the capitalization of everything that we've done in the second phase. Mm -hmm. um, with these new business partners, we're seeing uh, business, businesses uh, in, in premium, ad-funded. Um, it's really quite remarkable in our digital business from what we were three or four years ago. Because mm -hmm. three or four years ago, we just had digital downloads. Right. Well, if you think about it, well, let's talk about what's happened even in that short space of time. I mean, there was, what was it? Two, you know, it's been only a handful of years since we've all had a, uh, a music device in our pockets at all time. The smartphone. I mean, that is a fairly recent phenomenon. 2007. So, um, so, but in that space of time, music downloads went from being your leading uh, source of revenue to now a declining source of revenue, with uh, with streaming starting to take up some of that loss. But you're not at equilibrium yet. So, what's happening? And how can you move forward and build a sustainable business for Universal Music and your artists? Yeah, you know, we operate in 98% of the world, and what we're seeing is, is that the consumer is doing different things uh, with different local content, local language, music, and products, mm -hmm. uh, utterly and completely differently from what they're doing in the United States or, or, or UK, for example. It, it, it make, it, you know, the whole conversation is obviously about digital music, digital delivery, right. um, moving from ad-funded uh, 
uh, into premium, into paid subscription. But it's quite shocking to actually, for us to be aware that in the second and third biggest markets in the world, right. after the United States, the bulk of the business is still physical CD. Right. What, what is Japan's market? It's about 80%. Yes, yes, shocking. In Germany, we, we think, is probably around 70, 71% mm -hmm. um, as the third biggest market. So consumers are doing things and enjoying music in, diff in different ways. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is as a result of uh, the blend of, of local language music and content that there is in, in for example, Japan. 85% mm -hmm. of the business there is in local is in Japanese. Uh, German is the dominant language in the German market. French is the dominant right. music language in, in mm -hmm. France, obviously. Mm -hmm. So um, the opportunities that, that, that we have in, in distribution uh, with the global platforms, most of which we see based in California, mm -hmm. um, and how they, they relate to uh, uh, the speed of transition that we're witnessing across the globe with different kinds of products right. is really the, is the complexity of, of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And um, our digital growth you're right, we are seeing a decline in downloads, but nevertheless the streaming and subscription part of our business is broadly increasing 50 to 60% a year. Okay, so that is, that is in terms of usage, right? In, in terms of usage, I was looking over uh, Spotify's numbers just in preparation. They, they are now reporting something on the order of 60 million, uh, 60 million monthly users, which is a, a large, large and quickly growing audience, and yet only a quarter of them actually pay to subscribe. So how do you get consumers who can still get music on demand on a platform like YouTube and pay nothing to, to really pay for these subscription services in order for them to really take flight? Um, the the ad-funded part of the music ecosystem is on-demand ad-funded is something which I've said before is not is not something which is particularly sustainable in the long term. Right. So, so <clears throat> strategically, it's about making sure that we create and we offer great music, great artists, great new product, mm -hmm. and how we work with as many different platforms and and companies to offer uh, differentiation, uh, different services different fan opportunities within that. So everything that we are doing is, is that there will always be in some form, in some markets, in some regions, some form of on-demand ad-funded offer. But it's about how you actually capture those people and you differentiate them with, with great things into actually a recurring income stream, which is obviously the premium subscription. So when you talk about the Spotify numbers, um, there's a difference between streaming and subscription. Right. Streaming is ad-funded on demand, as far as I'm concerned, and subscription is recurring, high-margin, predictive, valuable to the artist and valuable to the to the investors. Mm -hmm. Okay. Income. All right. So so let's break it down a little bit. So you've got. Um you just announced a deal this morning in partnership with Vessel, 
where you gave uh, Jason, um, um, you, you gave Vessel an exclusive window on some music videos for three days in exchange for a, a very nominal subscription fee of three bucks a month. Tell me what the rationale is behind this. I think that's. I think it's great. <laughs> the the ra the rationale. Um, we create competition within the market, and it's another example of the things which I care about, which is experimenting with our artists for our artists uh, to create different ways to actually monetize and for us to capture the value in our investment and their work. So um, it's about differentiation, and I think that what we announced today is a classic example of that differentiation. And it's, uh, you know, we'll see how they do. We, haven't, we, don't, we don't know how many we'll do or, or, or which ones have been selected. But if we're going to transition from ad-funded on-demand into premium subscription, I think it's a, a great part of the transformation and a great part of that journey. Mm -hmm. And I think it bodes very well for all the other companies that are investing in content and content distribution, whether or not you know, it's Apple or whether or not it is Spotify or Deezer or, or Google or YouTube, and um, I'm hoping that it's successful. How does, uh, so, so uh, YouTube was on the stage earlier in the day and they were talking about sort of the sudden uh, rush of competition in the online video space, and, and YouTube freely acknowledges that fully a third of its views come from your music videos, and yet it's free to the viewer, it's ad-supported. So what sorts of levers do you have to migrate, some, migrate someone like our, our teenage daughters mm. from this flea platform to one that is subscription-based and still in beta? I mean, what yeah, are, I how, think, do, you, how I, do you do I that? I think that, that, that YouTube have launched a fairly substantial beta test. Mm -hmm. um, and they've said themselves that they are uh, committed to a subscription model. Um, there are various ways in which they can move along that journey in terms of the differentiation of the products. Uh, there's the, this, this, the, the concept of uh, ad-free. Mm -hmm. We think that there's the opportunity, as you can see by a lot of the other things that we're doing, that it's not, can, it needs to be things that are other than just ad-free. Um, but it's, a, it's an example of, uh, they said that we, we take them at their word that they're interested in building a subscription business, that they're interested in, 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 in degrading uh, the, the, uh, uh, the free stuff. Right. So, so degrade how? I mean, you ultimately have control of, is it 40% of the world's music? I think you degrade by doing something better. Okay. Which well, is? Well, by making, it, by making the products better by making the offer better, by giving uh, uniques, by giving the fan things that they can't get elsewhere. And I, and I think that I think it's, all, it's about uh, premium products, differentiated, um, and that's, that's something which uh, we're very committed to, and our artists are committed to, mm -hmm. because ad-funded isn't a sustainable business model for them or for us, right. and that's why people get restless. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have, we, we, you know, I, I see, uh, an enormous amount of data um, and I can see what the trends are and we can see how the zeitgeist is moving in content in IP and entertainment uh, whether or not it's television or film mm -hmm. um, so the, the, the concept of making things better and giving giving your audience and your fan things in a different way with a different with, with you know with a different relationship uh, early is really that what we see as the, for the future, 
the key drivers of, of this growth. How, how much are the artists get growing restive of this this model where they receive pennies, you know, from from a view? I we saw uh, last November Taylor Swift pulled her new album yeah. from you know from Spotify and protests. Well, that's different. She 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 felt strongly that she didn't want her album to be in the ad funded on demand. Well, the, the same sort of business. Uh, but it, <clears throat> we can't just look at. And it's our responsibility to get this message across. We can't just look at the transaction of, of, of the old model of the music industry. We're still transactional on CD and on digital downloads. Um, if you look at the, 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 the tens of millions of albums that have been sold in, in individual artists, take the Beatles mm -hmm. over the last 50 years. If you look at the actual consumption and the, and the amount of times those songs have been played, effectively by the consumer's own demand in their home or on their playback on whatever mobile device they've got. Mm -hmm. We, as an industry, and can't just look at that as a, as a, as a one-off payment. Those payments have gone. They're now recurring, they're now repetitive, they're now monthly, they're daily. And the whole outlook on how we see monetization of, of music is, has to be seen through a completely different lens as we transition towards a, a really dominant mm -hmm. digital music business. Talk to me about some of the other big, big players. I mean, Apple helped create a legitimate digital music market for you, and yet they're in a period of transition. They just acquired Beats uh, last year, of which uh, Universal was an initial investor and, and saw some proceeds from. I mean, what sorts of changes are we expecting to see there, and will we see sort of a subscription service that, that is differentiated from the others in the market. Yeah, I think Apple have been a fantastic partner to, uh, to all of the content industries and um, they, they've been around for a long time. Uh, they've done phenomenally well with, with music. They ended up with a, a, an enormous share of the pie and they did phenomenally well with everything else that they, that they were able to do with it and around it. Um, and there's always been an emotion in Apple around around music and around content, and you always felt that that, that they they had a, an emotional intelligence around around talent, and that's only going to get better. Uh, they've obviously Jimmy's come in, um, who we know extremely well, um, and I'm I'm positive. I don't know what they're going to do, and even if I did, I couldn't talk about it now. <laughs> Um, I feel very positive about what they're going to do uh, because I think they care about it and I think that they understand that, that everybody now needs to differentiate. Well, let's, let's talk further. I mean, certainly Jimmy Iovine, who, you know, who's, who was one of, your, one of your label executives for, for years at Interscope, I mean, how can they create something that's truly different? And are some of these reports that they want to go out and create their own label to compete with you? Are there, is there anything, any truth to some of the billboard reports? I mean, are they actually going to try to compete with you now? Sign their own artists? Get exclusives? Yeah, I, I think that, I think that, that, that in, uh, that part of it was retracted fairly quickly. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, all of us are going to have to differentiate and create different, different products and different offers. It's not up to us to organize any of our partners in terms of what they see their services or what the products are, or what the offers are to their consumers. It's our responsibility to create 
the content and the audiovisual content for us to prepare for them, for them to actually serve in the way that they in the way that they want to. So um, uh, between our creative executives, uh, our, our risk capital, um, how we are or how we organise around our audiovisual rights, we see this as, as creating great audiovisual rights that we can we can work with our talent and work with the platforms to actually create ways in which people can see it, enjoy it, and subscribe to it. Mm -hmm. How much leverage do you have as you now have a number of large players who are all interested in the music that you and Universal has underwritten the creation of? I mean, suddenly we've got all of these distributors all coveting your work. That seems to create a, um, a competitive environment that could be to, to your advantage to, to usher in this stage. I mean, Fabulous. Let me, think, let me think this through. And how quickly will we begin to see a transition away from a model of free ad supported to something where, our, where the consumer pays money? Um, it's a good question. It's something that we're working on. We spend a lot of our time thinking exactly about how we do that. We want to accelerate paid subscription. We want to accelerate recurring income. We want to increase the, the, the compensation pool for the whole industry, for everyone, for writers, for musicians, for the investors, for the, for, for the performers, everyone. I think this is a, a return to growth, a return to health, and um, ad-funded on-demand is not going to sustain us. It's not going to sustain the entire ecosystem of the creators as well as the investors. <clears throat> and um, I think that, 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 that what we've done in, this, in the second phase to bring in so much competition and to encourage different, different models and, 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 and startups and, and, and do the licensing and make the commercial arrangements that we have, it's a bit like uh, when we were kids, we're going to the forest and try and make a fire and some dried leaves, and now we're smoking. Mm -hmm. And now um, I hope that we, that, that we have, uh, with these aligned partnerships, the opportunity to actually turn them into something which is raging. Do you think that there's a risk as, uh, of the market fragmenting? Once again, you know, artists are unhappy about their compensation. The labels, you, you yourself say it's not a sustainable model. Is there a danger of these services fragmenting where uh, Warner's collection ends up in one place and the Sony collection ends up in another place and we're back to press play and, uh, and music? No, I, I, yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I don't think so. I think that we, uh, from what we know and what we see, um, the consumer likes to have the opportunity to look and sample everything. And I don't think it's in anyone's interests to have uh, uh, platforms where if you go and looking for something and you don't find it, you drop off. Right. Uh, I've known this all my career that if you wanted to go in and you wanted to buy uh, um, a Pavarotti album and that wasn't in stock, you weren't going to walk out with Eminem. <laughs> so um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that uh, in terms of a broad selection of music, uh, that, it will be, that it will be constantly be available. It'll just be about what, how we have worked with the talent and with the artists to actually create different offers and differentiation with different platforms in order for them to actually be able to get it over a period of time. But you're seeing this in, in TV and film. I mean, there are some TV shows that, that I watch 
I mean, they're, they're available in multiple platforms, and sometimes they're available just someplace else for a period of time, and it seems to work. Okay. Is, uh, we've only got a few moments left before I ask uh, the audience to pose their own questions. Um, I think that it's a, a legitimate moment just to ask about the ongoing role of a music label. I mean, we're in a moment now where the technology has made the ability to distribute music and, and promote music, given, given these tools to the artists directly. So is there, what is the role of a modern music label in an environment where I can make my own music, distribute it on iTunes directly, and promote it on YouTube? What is, yeah, what is your a, role? It's a, it's, a, it's a good question. Um, I think the results speak for themselves out of the, in the whole, uh, in, in, the, in, in the industry globally last year, there were five new artists bought a market that sold in excess of a million uh, albums, up to two, two, three, four, five million albums, and we had four of them. Um, it's about a, a level of a confidence in our investment, um, and we operate in 70 wholly owned businesses in, in 70 countries. We've got experts. The companies are run generally by creative executives. They're investing in music. As I said, they've got this startup entrepreneurial mentality, and they've got we've got we've got expert teams on the ground in every single market, working with data, doing things new, new things with data around marketing that you know two three years ago we weren't doing. Experts and huge teams in promotion, uh, publicity sales, distribution, it also comes back down to uh, something that I said earlier, believe it or not, in so many of the other markets, excluding Australia, UK and the United States, the physical market is still far more substantial than it is here. And so, you know, we, ha we have the basics of distribution and um, to, have, to have that many people with that much expertise around the world, market by market, skill set by skill set working on your music. Um, and I personally think it's something that, that will never go away. And as I said when I started this, the results speak for themselves. Okay. All right, we've got a few moments for questions. If anyone, before we break for some coffee, is, does anyone have any questions to ask? Hey. Please. Eric Hadley from Pinterest. Um, this may be somewhat what you just answered, but if you look at the news of Jay-Z buying the service, and then the flip side of maybe Snapchat buying the label. What, do you think this is the first step in kind of removing a layer from the music? And what impact, do you, if, if one does happen and the other one did have, what impact are we going to see right away on that? Um, well, the only talk, if what we read is accurate, then it's about, purely about distribution in terms of the making of the music and the creating of the content and the ownership of the IP. Um, it, it's, it's being made by labels um, who are then utilizing the resources of companies like mine for global distribution and global management, global promotion, marketing, etc., etc. So I think that's just, a, it's about what is distribution, what is pipes, what are, what are businesses that are creating uniques for the consumer as opposed to where does the music come from and how it's being created. That's an these are exciting moves to you, not scary. I was born excited. <laughs> Thank you very much. Over here. Hey, uh, Lucas from Bloomberg. I was wondering, uh, given Apple's artist-friendly posture, do you expect to receive certain features or benefits from them that you don't currently see from other music streaming services? 
And would you be willing to give them exclusive access for a certain period of time to some of your top artists? Uh, I'm, I've spent my entire career trying to get as much music and my artists' music to bands and to consumers. So, uh, you know, I'm a very open, I'm, I'm open-minded. Um, having started as a, as a talent scout A&R guy, I'm, I'm always been attracted to platforms and to business partners that are interested in breaking acts and breaking new acts. And uh, if we can use these platforms as well as the mechanisms, as well as the, the ability to talk to consumers that is non-ad funded, to really create compelling business and compelling business models, and it's around new talent, then, then we would be your guy. So, yeah, I'm very open-minded about it. Do you think that, the, I mean, what is the benefit to, to the label, to the, to the business more broadly, if you can establish different windows of releasing music? We sell, we sell more. Okay. More distribution. All right. Thanks, Lucas. Last question. Uh, hi, Lucian. Uh, huge congrats on the breaking four new artists. That's an incredible accomplishment this 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 time. But I, I was uh, something that Jimmy Ivan used to talk about a lot. Really struck with me is that this idea that uh, artists are more than just musicians. They're also called kind of cultural beacons that 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 have real longevity and 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 influence society in many ways. That is not pure music. Do you? I think some of us, and you may disagree, but but some of us have a feeling that. Um, as you look at sort of the, the, the young generation, both on the artist side and on the potential A&R exec side, there's a lot of things that people are tempted to do that isn't necessarily music. Being a rock star is not necessarily today uh, the one and only sort of great thing that everyone sort of aspires to do. Do you think that, do you think there's a decline in terms of how many new artists are gonna have the, the cultural impact and longevity uh, compared to past generations? Personally, no, um, and the reason is because uh, if you're a creative person uh, and you're in music and you've been around music, it's like quicksand, you know, you just can't get out. And uh, uh, the great artists that, that, that we're aware of, that we buy, that I've worked with over the years, they never had anything else in their mind to be anything other than a singer, performer, guitarist, a pianist, whatever it is. And um, that's, that's something that's innate within their soul in the great ones. And all, we're always going to find people in, in any walk of life, in anything that, that we do. My son's at third year uh, university. They'll try this. They're undeclared in that, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I, I think that, that the great talent being beacons of culture and being able to move culture, um, I think, is, is one of the, the, the beautiful things about being in music. So do you think 40, 50 years from now, there'll be artists in their 70s selling out massive stadiums like there are today? Yeah, with that, with, absolutely. Music's been around for a thousand years. It's, it's marked indelibly on all our soul. I mean, you actually, can't, it amazes me. I can always find people that don't read books or don't like to drive or don't watch that much TV. It's impossible to find someone that doesn't like music, whether or not it's someone who wants to play marching music as they go on their walks in the morning. or, or I mean, it's, it, music is a unique cultural medium and a complete a, a, a phenomenon and uh, you know we're very lucky to be in it and around it all right thank you so much Lucian Pleasure. for your time thank you it was great. <laughs>